Welcome back to Friar Talk, everyone. Today, we're going to be doing an episode, going to be going over some hot takes, projections, stuff like that. I'm going to be giving a few updates on spring training. Um, and then I think we're going to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about the World Baseball Classic. The The Padres guys have looked really good. Manny Machado, I already saw someone commented earlier, hit an absolute moonshot tonight. Uh, we saw I, Juan Soto hit one the other day. Um, Xander Bogarts looked pretty good for Netherlands, even though they did end up getting eliminated. Um, but yeah, guys looking, Potters are looking good right now at the World Baseball Classic. Um, spring training, I figure, Isaac, we were talking about Jay Groom a little bit last week. Um, and I don't know if you saw the recent De Dennis Lynn article, but it does seem like he's a guy that is probably, it seems like, going to make the opening day roster. So really looking good on his front. And it's weird because we can start out with him just because I feel like that's the most thing up to date. But Jay Groom was the guy that we traded for a Eric Hosmer salary dump. And so Eric Hosmer might have actually turned into something that's going to help the Potters a lot. And that's a, a depth starter, first guy off the bench starter, which we didn't really see it be that like impactful of a thing last year. But in 2021, that was what the Padres didn't have. So to have that this year, to have a little bit of insurance, I think it's huge. So what do you think about him almost kind of stepping into that opening day roster role? I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it just because, yeah, I mean, he is going to be probably our best depth option. And and that's good. You know, um, he's worked his way up and he's gone through some injury battles, I guess you could say, back in Boston. But he was a first round pick. He was a highly touted prospect. And he's an interesting prospect because we've never really gotten to see how, um, you know, how talented he is on, on a major league baseball field. Um, he looked good in AAA with the uh, in El Paso. So that's a good thing because everyone gets rocked in El Paso. Everyone's numbers balloon in El Paso as a pitcher. Happened to Ryan Weathers. Happened to um, Mackenzie Gore. Happens to a lot of the pitchers over there. And um, didn't happen to him. So that's a good thing. Obviously, he's going to be the first guy up, I believe, with Tehran having a recent outing that wasn't very good. I believe it was like five earned or almost five earned runs in around three innings. So it wasn't a very good outing for Tehran, but um, – Nothing but but good things from from Jay Groom and um, I'm not expecting anything crazy. It, it's gonna be good to get anything we can get out of that Hosmer deal. Um, you know, unfortunately, we do have to eat all his money, but um, anything we can get out of that deal is gonna be good. So, if it's a depth starter and he can give us a few starts and then end up giving us 60, 70 innings throughout the year, um, I'll be a very happy camper. Yeah, and I, I agree with that too. And in the article, I kind of talked about basically that he's just looked good. His velocity is up a couple miles an hour, um, and basically that they just feel confident with him there. So really cool um, on that end that that Hosmer is actually turning into something. That's because it's interesting. Like when you just do a salary dump like that, you're not really gaining anything out of it besides getting Jake Rue. Like that's yeah. the only thing you're really getting because you're gonna have to pay the salary either way. They didn't really save any money by moving Hosmer, I don't think. Or maybe it was like a very small amount. Um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a, a win in itself if he can give you, what do you say, 60 innings? That, that's pretty good for a first year. And and also to have a little bit of youth in the rotation, just because – and even the bullpen for, for, for that kind of part two, if he ended up being in, in a bullpen role later on in the year. Um, but I think it's good because the Padres – we're going to see this in a couple of years, but the Potters are going to have to reload a lot when it comes to the rotation. And I think this is maybe a good start. If he could be like a four or five, like that, that's, that's all you're really asking for a lot of these guys. I feel like the Potters have shown that they'll go out and spend money to 
to get another starter if they're going to need to. I know they have mostly they haven't really signed starters to that much, but you look at the U Darvish deal, you look at the Joe Musgrove deal, and you're you kind of get the idea that yeah, they're willing to still pay a, a pretty penny for you know high end starters. So I do think that can happen, but getting depth is is huge. So um, with that said, we were talking about you know this is going to be an episode about some hot takes uh, for the Padres. We don't really give much of that, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this will be fun just because we're at the point of the season where season's two weeks away. There's nothing going on last year. This roster was still being built out. There was still a lot of rumors going around. Um, Potters didn't really fill out the roster until the day before the season started. I don't see them doing really anything at this point. I don't, I, Isaac, do you think they're really going to do anything before the season starts right now? I, I feel like it's pretty much like they're, Roster is ready to go. Roster's roster set, I think. Unless, yeah. I mean, there's only really one intriguing guy that's left on the market, and he was already a Padre. It's Jerickson Profar, but I don't see him becoming a Padre again. Yeah, and it doesn't really. I don't know. It seemed like that would have happened already. I, I yeah. right, like it, it definitely would sure. look like. Um. So yeah, I don't really think anything's going to change, which is funny because that's just way different than last year. And last year we were so just harping over and over, like, dude, this roster doesn't look very good. You know, this is like a barely going to be a playoff team, like barely going to be like projected wildcard team. If this is all it is. And then they eventually make you know some huge moves, stuff like that. And they actually do make some moves right before the season starts too. But I don't really think that's happening. So um, with that said, and you guys send, send as many hot takes as you guys have for this team, but I can start it out. Mine is going to be Blake Snell is going to have the second best year of his career. And he's going to be top three in Cy Young. And I like this one because if there's any chance of it happening, we're going to know about a month into the season. Because as we've seen every single year, Blake Snell is awful at the beginning of the season. And if he starts out hot and he can kind of do what he's done in the second half, because as we, I think his ERA is over a four or over a four or five in the, in the pre all-star breaks part of the season. And then post all-star break, he's like, career two five guy like just ridiculous so if he starts out hot he might be able to be just go on a crazy season in a contract here i really think that could happen um i know it's a lot just from what we've seen with of him lately and you look back on his numbers his let's see his best season was 2018 when he won cy young right 180 innings 1.89 era just ridiculous year since then, the last couple of years in San Diego, 4-2 ERA. Last year, he was good. I mean, he had a 3-3 ERA, but he didn't even have 130 innings either of those years, kind of struggling to ramp up and stuff like this. I think a contract year kind of gives him all the motivation and more to have another season like he did in 2018. So this would be one of the best things that could happen for the Padres too because if you have a true Blake Snell, like ace cat, like crazy season like that, you're feeling good playoff time matching up against any any of the top tier arms. Yeah, um, I was gonna go with the Trent Grisham one. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of framework or a little bit of an argument to say Trent Grisham could be an All Star this year with the NL not really. And and I don't know if the NL still goes with you know you pick the outfielder by the position or you just pick the outfielder in general. Because if you're just picking the outfielder in general, he has no shot. But um, I'm actually going to go with a different one. I'm going to go with Corbin Burns will be a Padre at, by the trade deadline. Um, and and that seems that, you know, you may not think that's a hot take. I don't know if everyone thinks that's a hot take. Um, but 
The Brewers, yes, they don't have a good lineup, but they still have a foundation to still be somewhat of a good team, to still be hanging in there. However, Corbin Burns has been disgruntled. He's not happy in, in, in Milwaukee right now because of the whole, you know, they weren't willing to pay him, what was it, 750K, something like that, after and essentially blaming him for not making the playoffs. And he had a conversation with Josh Hader about it. And Josh Hader basically told him, look, this is what they do when it comes to these arbitration cases. They're going to throw you under the bus and they're going to do whatever they can to save money. Now, why would a former Cy Young winner, a top five pitcher in baseball, top 10, whatever it is, be okay with that, be happy with that? Um, and the Brewers are clearly trying to save money. The Brewers are not really in a position where I think they're going to be very much of a contender, even if they do make the playoffs, they're not contending. Maybe they'll win a wild card game or wild card series just because of their their you know the top end of their rotation. But I don't think they're good enough to even make the playoffs. I think they'll maybe be fighting towards the end, kind of like last year. It was between them and the Phillies. But I mean, they seem like a team that's ready to maybe start their rebuild. And the only way to start doing that is by trading a guy that it doesn't seem like you want to bring back. And trading him to a contender that has what you may need, whether that's Jackson Merrill or whatever other prospects they may want. I can't imagine it take too much. Now, the problem. Wait, can you guys still see me? Yeah. OK, cool. My computer weirded out. But um, the problem with that is and maybe this isn't so much of an issue because the Dodgers have so much pitching. I'm hoping that they're not going to be in on a pitcher at the time. However, if they're in need of pitching the it's a guarantee they will outbid us because of their farm system. They have one of the top farm systems in all of baseball and it's, you know, they can trade from it and rebuild it like that because they're so amazing at developing. But let's say they're not in the, in the, you know, in the running for a pitcher at the trade deadline, you know, that the Padres will go in and swoop Corbin Burns. And I think Jackson Merrill will do it. I think even some lower level prospects will do it. You look at what the Padres gave up for Josh Hader, which was two and a half years of, or one and a half years of control of Josh Hader. It was Denelson Lamette, who was waived immediately. It was Estre Ruiz, who's not with them anymore. It, and then Robert Gasser, who's still with them. So you gave up a pro, maybe one more guy, I believe. Oh, and Taylor Rogers, who's also not with them anymore. Taylor Rogers coming off, you know, the worst performances of his career. Denelson Lamette was cooked. Estre Ruiz was not going to be a valuable piece for the Padres. And Robert Gasser was the number eight prospect. So if you ask me, Corbin Burns, you're getting half a year of control. And I feel like maybe people will try and compare this trade to, oh, well, look at the Max Scherzer trade. The Max Scherzer trade is a little different because that included two superstars this is going to include one half a year of control now i'll try finding a similar deal to it but the only one i could think of right now is jackson merrill and another prospect or you know two top 10 prospects type thing um but yeah i do think that corbin burns will be a padre come the trade deadline and do you think it's just like half year kind of rental thing yeah i think this is it i think they're going all in it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. It makes it makes so much sense because look, you're not. Let's say you win a World Series with Juan Soto. Remember, you're not guaranteed to have Juan Soto for 
at, you know, beyond 2024. You got to do everything you can to win a World Series while you have him. It's like I said, it's not a guarantee. So I feel like if you're going to put all your marbles into this, the time is now to be able to say, look, yeah, that's true. Also, we don't have Juan Soto for that long. Let's take advantage of having four superstars in our lineup and let's add an ace that let's say you go toe to toe with the Braves, right? You got to face Max Freed first. Who else would you want on the bump? You want Corbin Burns facing Max Freed. You want Corbin Burns. And this isn't a diss on like you Darvish or Blake Snell or anything, but Corbin Burns is a better than all those guys. So, yeah. um, and he gives you a much better chance to win in a series like last year where the Padres struggled to beat the Phillies because they had to throw Mike Clevenger. They had to throw Sean Manaya in the same game. So, you know, the more pitching, the better. So, with that said, what happens if both of our hot takes become true? If you have Corbin Burns and you have Ace, you know, Cy Young caliber Blake Snell, that's a <laughs> no, championship. That's right? that's a championship? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, a championship. And you know, you're gonna get good things out of Joe Musgrove. You know, you're gonna get good things out of you, Darvish. So, yeah, man, a championship. And that's the thing is that, like, yeah, you might be gutting the farm a little bit, but this is the right player to gut the farm for, like. Well, not the whole farm, obviously. You're not going to give it all up. He's. Not, I don't think – I really don't think he's going to cost that much, dude, if I'm dude, being yeah. completely honest. Real quick, if, dude, if I'm being honest, if you even look last year at the playoffs, what do you feel like was the reason that the Padres didn't make it to the World Series? Fourth starter. Not having a fourth starter. Yeah, fourth starter. If you have them last year, like, they make the World Series, right? Yeah. I, I mean, and, I think And the so. team looks a lot better with Corbin Burns, with going into the playoffs with Corbin Burns instead of Mike Clevenger or Sean Mania. Like, yeah, that's yeah, completely different. You know what I mean? Like, so you're going to be looked at as a much better team, a much top, more top-heavy team. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it, dude. And I honestly, I really think there's a chance. And I, the one thing is, I think it's going to take a lot. I think it'll yeah. probably be Jackson Merrill, which is, which is, pro, which is rich to give up for half a year of a guy. It's a hefty price. But, but it's also Corbin Burns. Yeah, but, you know, you're right. Of course, you know, you're right. It's a hefty price. But then you think about it. It's like, all right, Xander's going to be here for 11 years. Manny's going to be here for 11 years. Haseon Kim is going to be here for at least another one or two after this. Jake for another one or two after this. So it's like, I don't want to completely rule out Jackson Merrill as like, you know, he can't. Because, of course, he can be a valuable piece for the Padres. Valuable player. But it's too it's 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 not worth it. It's not worth it to keep him if you can get an ace. A true ace. Like yeah. I, I consider Darvish an ace, but where would you rank him among aces in the MLB? He's up there. He's up there. Definitely a top five pitcher in the league, right? Darvish or Burns? No, Burns. Oh, Burns. Yeah, Burns is – I mean, that's top five aces in all of baseball, yeah. I mean, for sure. What's Darvish, like top 15? Yeah, top 15. Yeah, maybe exactly. maybe you could get in top 10 depending on, like, if you really like guys that can locate and have, like, a really good pitch mix opposed to having, yeah. like, like overpowering stuff. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of depends what you're looking at there. But, I, yeah, I, I think so too. I think Musgrove is, like, similar – Snell's a little bit lower because he's so inconsistent. Yeah, very. But then Snell's weird, bro, because like on one day Snell could be 
like that's the thing with him. That's why I, I like mine because it's like, oh, it it could happen. No, of course, we, yeah. We of could course. have Blake Snell go just ballistic, but and, also and, we could get normal Blake Snell where it's like so up and down to the course of the season. Yeah, and, and that has to change. I mean, even Bob Melvin talked about it recently. Like he knows that has to change. If he's gonna get a bag, no, nobody's gonna pay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about your numbers in the end, but a lot of bias comes from those first few months of the season. I feel like it's so much harder to change that um, unless you're Bryce Harper, who wasn't an all-star and then won an MVP. But um, for Blake Snell, it's like, oh, man, like his ERA is this, but in the past five games in August, he's been the best pitcher in all of baseball. But nobody knows that because his ERA is what it is. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and it's harder to make, like, the climb, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, if you throw one bad start, your ERA goes to shit. But if yeah. you make, like, three in a row, it's like, dude, why hasn't my ERA gotten much better? And you see, like, oh, yeah, Snell, you know, and Snell doesn't do it in, like, a low-key way. Like, Snell's getting, like, blown up, like, on the front page. Like, oh, oh yeah. Snell out, Snell out eight runs in two innings, like, to start the year. Like, that's yeah. the way that it starts. So that's why I feel like it makes it tough. For sure. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I wonder that one. Also, I, I see a couple over here. Um, I, I like the I like the trade idea though. I think it's good. Um, not a hot take, but Groom should start over Lugo. This could this could honestly happen if Jay Groom came up and looked really good, and they were like, okay, we want Lugo in the bullpen because Lugo has not he hasn't been able able to really convert into a starter that successfully yet. Like he's more of a you probably he could be more of a swing starter, and that would be better. And also depends on how how much the Potters are going to use a six man rotation, because it seems like he's the sixth guy right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Completely agree. I mean, he went and he he did a start recently in spring training, and he went three innings. He didn't allow a run, but in those three innings, he allowed seven hits. That's a lot for three innings. And if you're gonna allow seven hits, most of the time that's turning into three four runs, I believe. Um, so I don't feel, and, and it's concerning that we haven't really heard much on Lugo this spring training. Like, oh, he looks good. Apparently his curveball looks filthy, but it's concerning that we haven't heard like, oh, he, he's going to be easily able to convert into this starter role or anything like that. Um, I don't know. He, he does have a good pitch mix. He worked really well out of the bullpen in, in New York. And I honestly think that's going to be his best role. Long reliever bullpen, similar to Nick Martinez last year. Um, Jake Room can be that also. Nabil Chris Matt can be that also. It's good to have all these kind of guys that can do the same thing. Um, and hopefully this offense is putting up runs too. So these guys can yeah. come in and, and your back end pin is always fresh for important games. Like where it's not like, oh yeah, these guys are like worn out at the end of the season. Yeah. Because Nabil pitching 80 innings, Lugo pitching 80 innings, like groom pitching 80 innings that's insane if that can happen yeah yeah now yeah. You, you also need your season to be playing out pretty well where you're ahead a lot um yeah but, but this could that could happen this year it's like yeah, the first yeah. time we've ever said that as Padre fans <laughs> yeah and that's why like you know a lot of people who are concerned about oh you know the Padres rotation stuff like that it's like well we have the offense that's going to be capable of you know matching or yeah 
you guys know what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good enough lineup that they'll cover for that cover for that rotation, and it's going to be exciting to see how the lineup produces with the guys at the top. Um, you know, for anyone who you know, you talked about the WBC earlier. Manny would have like five, six home runs already if if they were playing in Petco because he was hitting the crap out of the ball. He was hitting him to like the warning track in Miami. Um, Juan Soto was also having a very good WBC. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's going to be fun to see how this pitching rotation kind of pans out because it's to me it's a little scary. Because you got, of course, you got you Darvish. He's going to be fine. You got Joe Musgrove. He's going to be fine. Blake Snell. We know he's going to be fine in you know late July, August, and September, um, and October. Uh, but Michael Walker, I feel he signed very late in the off season, um, and he kind of had. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't have very good numbers prior to last year. I think I'm not entirely sure. Not for uh, a while. I'll pull him up right now. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Nick Martinez, yeah, you know, he's been in a starter role before. But last year in a starter role, he, he looked – honestly, he looked decent. I wouldn't say he looked great. He looked decent because there were some there were some, uh, some outings where he got roughed up. Like the Braves outing, I think on Saturday – I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, the poor dude was getting roughed up. Um, so he's going to have those kind of – of course, out of a five, that's okay. Um, hey, that happened in the World Baseball Classic too. Yeah, he got roughed up. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then your six, Seth Lugo. Like, there's some. It's a lot different than last year, where you had, you know, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Mackenzie Gore was fantastic for his first few outings. Um, Mike Clevenger was hurt, but he was good for a short amount of time. Sean Manaya was good throughout until like June. Like, it's not a very deep, as deep of a rotation, or at least as deep in terms of the names that you have like last year all those guys clevenger was an ace Manaya was um you know a top two pitcher in his in his staff the year prior um joe musgrove was has always been you know a top guy snell darvish these are all top names and we were loaded with them mackenzie gore had prospect pedigree this year it's not the same yeah it's a little different i feel like there's more guys and will be ready but not like I don't know. A little bit odd. Mm-hmm, for sure. They're not like set in stone. They're they're not established in a starter role. Yeah. But I feel like they have like overall like more true depth. If that makes yeah. sense. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, injuries is kind of the Morahone injury kind of hurt it a little bit, but it's yeah, not. That's, that's it's scary. Not, it's not drastic. It's not drastic. I mean, he's getting an MRI tomorrow. Hopefully we'll know more. I did. I just whenever I hear, oh, this guy had a forearm or an elbow, I just am like, okay, yeah. MRI and for more hone, for mm-hmm. more hone too, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. MRI and elbow and more hone is a really, very, really, really scary. Yeah. Trio. Um, also, also got this one. This is too, but uh, Lizzie said uh, Grisham gets traded at the deadline, and then Irie said after if Trent leaves, that means we got Reynolds. Reynolds is more realistic than Otani. Club friendly at six point seven million a year, and he he wants to get traded too. Like he's like just done with the Pirates' offers, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been linked to the Potters a lot. Never really had a bit get done. Mm-hmm. I could see it happening still. I know that we like have this has been brought up many times um, on Fire Talk before. I I still could see it happening because if Grisham is really bad, they're they might try to upgrade at the deadline. Yeah. Now, ideally, this doesn't happen because Grisham plays well. That's what that's what you want to see, but it could happen. Or you know, Grisham plays well and 
Brian Reynolds is playing better, but Grisham <laughs> has value and he's cheap, going to be cheaper than Brian Reynolds, and it all just pans out. Um, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I don't think Trent Grisham. It kind of all depends. Like, if Trent Grisham were to get traded, you'd need another outfielder. Meaning you either got to sign Jerickson Profar so that way he can play left and Fernando can slide to center. Or you got to figure something else out. Um, but I, I don't, unless that happens, I don't really see a scenario where Trent Grisham is gone. Um, because I don't think the Padres' main priority will be offense at the deadline. I think it's going to be pitching, whether it's bullpen help. You could always use some bullpen help, but uh, starting pitchers is going to be important also. Um, so I think that's going to be their main focus. And and if it's Corbin Burns, like I said, I, I highly doubt, you know, they're going to take, take Trent Grisham back. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out with Trent. I, I think this is a funny sequence right here. Does Solace get called up in September? You imagine they can't that. legally call Solace up until he's 18. <laughs> September of 2025, sure. <laughs> yeah, Solace is still is still a, is still a while away. Um, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Insane, stuff. Um, that's my hot take, this is Kyle. My hot take is Poet doesn't do much at the de- trade deadline because he believes in Merrill and Solace so much. Could be the case. That's a good one. Yeah. But I think that, I think if they can get Solace, I'm sorry, if they can get a trade for it's Jackson Merrill for Corbin Burns. I think they're gonna they're gonna do it. I, I would yeah. be surprised if they don't. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think, like you know, I, I have faith in Jackson Merrill too. Of course, I think he's a great player. Um, I think he's growing into what I think he will become a fan favorite. Um, but but uh, see, like that's the thing. Like I'm starting. I get, it. To, I get it. Yeah, of course. You know, I get it. But for me, I'm starting to be more like the you know like the prospects just don't pan out for the Padres like they're just not I don't know I they came out with a recent article that was like let's see how the number one farm system have ended up panning out and I I didn't get to read it I want to read it um but this is yeah I mean I completely agree with Justin you only have you guarantee you have Juan Soto for uh, you know at least the next two years you got to win a world series you got to be all in and um you know if it takes and what I think is an expendable Jackson Merrill. What I think is an expendable Jackson Merrill because you already have middle infielders. You got, um, you know, you have depth, whatever it is. There's only a guy or two that I'm willing to give him for, and that's it's going to be Corbin Burns and maybe another pitcher if one becomes available. I mean, here's the thing. If you, and also, I know we talked about Corbin Burns a lot, but we're probably going to talk about Corbin Burns a lot, um, to be honest. Um, Infamous also said we can't keep giving out 12-year contracts for 300 mil. Eventually, we'll need our young studs to fill in. So this is Chase's thing always. Chase is always yeah. like, we got to get some use. We got to do that. And, and I think, yes, you do. But I also think paying Corbin Burns is a good idea. You know, yeah. like, if you're going to pay someone, Corbin Burns is a good guy to it's better to pay super, super elite players like that. And I think we also have to remember he he might not sign some super long-term deal like that. A lot of pitchers don't do that. He's already 28 years old. Like he might get a shorter deal mm-hmm. and make a lot of money, but it might be a shorter-term deal. And also, we have to replace Blake Snell. What does Blake Snell make right now? Like almost 20, I want to say. Like he yeah. makes decent money, 15, 20, something like that. Um, so like 
that money's getting freed. There's a lot of money getting freed up too. The Potters are the Potters actually are going to have money to spend next offseason. A lot. So if you go and you trade for Corbin Burns with the idea of like, hey, like we can get this guy, like there's a good chance we can keep him. And then you go after Otani and then Corbin Burns is like, oh, like you're like consolation prize for not getting Otani. That's a pretty insane consolation prize. So I, I think that there's a chance he can stay too. This is a yeah. fantastic one. Padres trade for Myers after he starts out. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good hot take. We'll remember that one. Um, yeah, shoot. I, there's some nice raging pitchers that are pitching did, the piece. Oh, I saw that contract it? that went out to the to the to the guy. Yeah, congratulations, that cool. to that guy. That's sick. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think prospects are a little too hit and miss for me to to really like you know be all in on a, on a guy. Um, but I'm excited to see how, how it all pans out with Corbin Burns. Um, and and for the record, Dennis Lynn already said, you know, the Padres can't afford another big contract next year. So it's not completely – he did. Like, it's not completely out of the realm. They're freeing up so much money next year. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, and Manny taking most of that, most of his money as a bonus for the first few years helped out a lot. So they have they have the – capability of adding another guy um it's just a matter of do they want to do it and i think the padres and aj preller has talked about it already he was on ben and woods talking about it pretty much said like look we know that we're gonna have to mix youth with these contracts we're working on it i mean you see them working on it dylan lesko ethan salas devries is supposed to be coming over here um you know they're looking at guys from from korea and japan and all that so they're doing their work and the farm system's going to be good again soon yeah. Yeah, I also see a lot of people talking about Solace here. I don't think Solace is that they're going to trade. I've, no. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Padres prospect get signed and get as much hype as Ethan, Ethan Solace has got. Like, seriously. Yeah. Have no. you? No, never. Solace like, is safe. Let's go safe. They're all, everyone except for me. Like, for, um, for Solace, like, I've seen, like, Fernando got more hyped as a prospect. But not like when they acquired Fernando. Yeah. Uh-huh. That like I've never seen this before. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I see a lot of people talking about him. Um we need to add some farm talent. I, I think they actually are doing a pretty decent job at adding uh farm talent. They got a, what is his name? DeVries. DeVries, yeah, verbal commitment. And that's um, like the same. It, it's funny because he's like 15 years old. And he has like a bunch of Padre stuff on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he's supposed to be like the new, the better version of Wander Franco for anyone who doesn't know. So that's a big one. That's a big one for AJ to already get. I mean, we gutted the farm system two years in a row and we're already building it back up with guys like Salas, DeVries, uh, Zavala. Um, they're just young. There. Yeah, they're just young. Lesko. Yeah, it's just a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Um, also, tomorrow we are having uh, Sam Dykstra. He's the minor league baseball writer. He's like the person that did like the top thirty pro- uh, prospects for MLB.com. He's actually coming on the show tomorrow, so we're doing another stream tomorrow at five thirty. Um, we started got to get into that a little bit. So I don't know. I want to see. I'm excited to see what he has to say too about like Solace, just because like all of the hype. Um, oh, we can talk yeah. about DeVries if he knows much about him because I don't really, I mean, I don't really know anything about that dude. Either. And I'm assuming if he's locked in, I mean, he's like the, one of the MLB's main guys. Um, so that'd be cool to hear a little bit of on what he thinks about those two guys. And also yeah. just like the Padres farm in general, because it's, it's ranked like pretty low, 
But if you look at like the high end talent, there's there's still like a good amount of guys that have high end talent. So it's kind of like one of those things where in two years it's gonna be way back up there. At least we feel like that. Yeah. Um, especially with the way that they're able to sign such good international players and such good international prospects that I mean, maybe in a lot of a lot of times don't work out for the actual Padres team, but they're highly touted prospects and they get traded for good players, which sure also works i mean it is working right now so mm-hmm. hopefully i mean you get some real contributors on the actual squad but yeah yeah brother's doing a great job right now i'm actually like i'm not surprised i guess this is kind of his this is his specialty i guess you could say scouting and everything but i mean he's doing a good job he's doing a good job my take we need lefty starting pitchers trade for chris sale Oh, that's a good one. That's a pretty good but one. He's yeah. got to stay healthy. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He does have to stay healthy. That's a good one, actually. You know, Matt, we might have to look into some lefty guys that might become available. Yeah, because he's right. He's right. You know, Jason's right. We might need another lefty guy. But at the end of the day, I don't really care what. I don't really care what arm they throw with. If it's Corbin Burns, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Trying to see what else we got here. Don't I got too much? No, not too much pros to not too much Padres talk, man. It's pretty uh it's pretty dead. It's pretty dead. And honestly, I think that's a good thing. That means no one's getting hurt, no one's doing super shit. Uh, oh, Musgrove. We give a little update on Musgrove. I don't know if anyone saw, but it seems like it seems like he's not gonna be ready to start opening day, but like he's progressing fine. He threw the other day. Yeah, like it's it seems pretty non-serious, just like it it's caused him to miss a couple starts with which sucks to start the season yeah. but it's also like it's better that that happened in spring than during the season because else he would have missed like a month or so and that yeah. would have that would have been a pretty big hit so mm-hmm. honestly in a way it's almost like lucky that that happened during spring yeah i don't know if you saw but it depends on how far japan goes blake snell might start opening day oh really just because they want they don't want to have him on too little rest yeah makes sense that makes a lot of sense um yeah, that looks good. What else we got? There's just not much going on, dude. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of I'm trying to I'm trying to look through the chat right now, find anything. If anyone's seeing, uh, if you if you have been following World Baseball Classic, tomorrow USA has a chance to clinch. Uh, Mexico has a clinch, chance to clinch. Mexico killed the U.S. Dude, they destroyed them. Killed them. Yeah. Eleven to five. It was eleven to two in the eighth inning, um, and also. Yeah. Tomorrow, Dominican Republic plays Venezuela. Or not not Venezuela, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Venezuela's already in, and yep. that game's a, basically a, whoever wins makes it. Yep. So that's a really – and Puerto Rico's good too. They got a good squad as well. So Dominican Republic has to – if they are knocked out in the first round, that they are the best roster in the whole thing, and they have a chance to get knocked out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a couple upsets, I feel like that's cool. Netherlands got eliminated. Uh, Bogarts was playing well though. He was home run. 281. I forgot what the rest of his numbers are, but he hit like 281, 271, yeah. something like that. Um, Netherlands just has like no pitching. That's the problem. Yeah. They have bats, but. You know, um, Netherlands getting knocked out so early did Jerks and Profar no favors. No, he needs to like have like a little bit of a clinic. Yeah, I know just as much about him after the WBC as I knew about him before. <laughs> He, he had a cool celebration on his home run, as Jerickson Profar does. Uh-huh. 
Um, oh, yeah, I see people saying this. Oh, that, here we go. This is a hot take that I love. Tatis will stay healthy all season. <laughs> Out of any of them, that's the one I would hope the most. If like, he most stays really healthy happy. all season until, like, you know, after, obviously after he comes back, if he stays healthy all season, he legit might win the MVP. He could. Yeah. If, it's I enough mean, games. Yeah, it but is. I think, it, I think it would be – them will be voting is too fucked up to have They're going to be – yeah, they're going to be so biased against him. Yeah. I don't think he'll win. Like, he'll have to, like, really, really win. Like, like – unanimously like, almost like 1065 ops like 40 yeah. home runs yes yeah yeah um and then people are saying three hits in the last two games so he's come back um yeah it, and that's the thing like people were people were starting to panic i was like guys like every report is like fernando looks the exact bro. same i know my my dad sent a text and he was he said something like fernando has zero hits and i was like dude it's 10 at bats <laughs> <laughs> yeah um when they come back, will they jump back in the spring games? Probably not. Maybe like um, one. Uh, Xander is supposed to tomorrow. Oh, Xander, yeah, Xander will. It depends when they get yeah. eliminated, I guess. Yeah. So you for a pitcher, I can't imagine they will. Yeah. Yeah. South South Korea should have made it. I feel like. Yeah, you know, Australia sure. made it. They have like, dude. They have like no one. Like, dude, I don't know who's on the team. I really don't know who's on that team. Dude, a lot of them aren't even in leagues. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's hilarious. That's so sick. <laughs> I mean, they hit a they hit a bunch of nukes. Yeah, that the dude. That's so fun. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, I did not know this. USA was with a run being yeah played. against Mexico. Yeah, they got dude. They, they got destroyed, bro. What's his name? Hit the home runs. A Rosarena. No, not a Rosarena. Mences. Uh, no. Oh, Mences. Yeah, Menezes, Joey Mences. Yeah. yeah. He's literally the wildest story ever. So he's on the Nationals. He just came up last year, right? Yeah, and he's like 31 already. He Oh, really? Yeah, he's like 30, 31. What the heck? Yeah, dude, he was going off. I mean, his his second home run was super high. That's that's Joey Judge. (laughs) So what's his story? Beats me. I don't know a thirty year a thirty year old that came up and had a pretty good year. I mean, let me look at his numbers from last hit, year. I looked it up. He had like three twenty last year and like two, like two hundred at bats, but still two hundred at bats. Two hundred at bats. Thirteen home runs. I mean, a twenty nine year old that came up. He's thirty now. Balled out. Came up and beat maybe the best team in the WBC. Yeah, I mean, I guess USA's pitching isn't that crazy, but it's still like it's more about on the stage. Yeah, I mean, no one thought Mexico was gonna beat them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. That was that was pretty sick. Um, MVP top three will be Soto, Tatis, Manny. There we go. I could see that. That's crazy. That's actually super realistic. (laughs) (laughs) They all they're just going crazy. Um, All right, what else we got? Um, wonder where Profar goes. Arson Judge, the Arson Judge stuff was still so funny. Oh man, yeah. You know, I was uh, I was talking with my with my friends today about the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and I said Arson Rodgers after he <laughs> well, we got traded to the Jets, or yeah, traded to the Jets, and it's just so funny. Aaron's man, what what's up with these Aaron's? Dude, true. Um, all right, final thing. You want you want to do our uh, AL West predictions? Looking into this, yeah, yeah, these yeah. Rosters. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me All right, let me pull these up. Let me pull these up because I know the Angels made a couple moves. We know who the top division is. 
For I'll sure. be, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go straight off the top of my head. I'm gonna go with the Astros first, top two, top three. I mean, probably the best team in baseball. Um, an already super strong lineup added Jose Abreu. Um, you know, that's a that's a really good lineup, very good pitching staff, even with losing Verlander. Easy first place, second place. I'm gonna go with the Mariners. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the Mariners, man. They're they're gonna be right there with the Padres. They'll probably be like the AL version of America's team, while the Padres are like the NL version. People are probably starting to get annoyed with the Padres, but I consider them, you know, like that team that oh, you know, they've sucked for so long, and now's the time for them. That's so cool, and I want them to beat the Dodgers. Maybe for the Mariners, it's in the AL. Oh man, I want them to beat the Astros. Like this is gonna be that that version of the team and i think the mariners are good they got star and julio rodriguez they got a good lineup ty france um you know i think they're a very well-rounded team um angels in third though i do think the angels will get that sixth spot in the playoffs um you know added some pitching added some players to their pitching staff added to their lineup with brandon drury and hunter renfro and um i think that's going to be a pretty solid a pretty solid team i mean it's tough because it's the Angels. That is the only reason it's tough. Um, and it's going to be super dependent on, well, hey, how's Anthony Rendon going to do? Is he going to be like the injury-prone player that he's been, that he was last year? Is he going to be one of the worst contracts in baseball? Um, or is he going to be an actual valuable player? Because if he's a valuable player, that's going to be huge for them. And that's that's going to – I think that will guarantee them a playoff spot if they're able to get valuable production out of guys like – you know, or at least superstar production out of Trout and, and Otani and get good production out of out of Rendon. And you're gonna get good production out of out of Renfro. Um you're gonna get good production out of uh I forgot their I forgot their first baseman, Jared Walsh, something like that. Yeah. I mean it, it's a well rounded lineup and a decent pitching staff. And I could see them scratching their way into that wild card spot. Um let me see. And then I'll go yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be the exact same thing as last year. Rangers, A's. Rangers obviously added to Grom. Um, added two guys last year, Seager and Simeon. I mean, I, I and the A's just suck. Yeah, the A's, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the A's. They're, <laughs> the A's are not worth talking about. But I do no, think no. that I think that this is a this is a really good year for the AL West because – the Astros are, you know, defending champs, best team in the league. I feel like that's pretty consensus among everyone, like ranking baseball teams. Um, number two, I'm gonna change it up. I know you have Seattle at two. I'm gonna go with the Angels at two because I feel like they have got so screwed over in terms of health, and that gets kind of swept under the rug. Like yeah. if they were healthy, it would be a lot different. If Mike Trout's just healthy one year, like it's going to be a lot different. And even if he misses some games and they're able to get something out of a lot of these other guys, these complimentary pieces. Do you remember last year where it was like the most war in the league and it was like Trout and Otani were like way up there, right? And they yeah, showed yeah. the and and I think it was Trout, Otani and was it Ward? I think it was Ward, was it Ward? Taylor Ward had a good start for the season. Yeah. And it was them and then they showed the rest of the team and they had done nothing literally nothing and so it was so top heavy and you have a couple like minor additions Renfro and Drury 
it was almost like that was kind of like the boost that the Padres got at the end of the year to their lineup, you know, like when their lineup started improving because they just didn't have this complete lineup. And they haven't had that, even though they had these, they have two superstars hitting up top. Um, they had Tyler Anderson. I don't think their pitching staff is that great. I think it's okay. Um, but I think that you just have the superstar power. And I think we have to like, I think we got to appreciate Mike Trout and Shohei Otani a little bit more. And I think this is the year where it's going to be like, finally, finally this this team was able to make the playoffs and kind of get over the hump. And it, yeah. and then they might lose Otani after that. So, yeah. um, but then next Mariners, the Mariners could easily finish over the angels. I know I just gave a whole angels feel, but they easily could Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, Teoscar Hernandez, you know, like they're, they got a good group of guys. Um, they added Luis Castillo with it. Was it last year, the year before? I don't know. Kind of recently um, their pitching rotations, pretty good logan gilbert robbie ray george kirby marco gonzalez that's their projections right there um and this is also a team that's been pretty good the last couple of years so i think that they're going to make the playoffs as well most likely but the al is kind of deep so it's hard to tell it's like there's a bunch of teams that might make the playoffs um and then the final team the rangers i think they're in fourth place here but they are taking make, like making strides to getting better yeah. and i still think they could flirt with a wild card spot because you're not playing in the division that much anymore. And there are just so many teams that are kind of lumped together in this, like they're pretty good kind yeah. of group. So you never know, but I do think they're probably fourth going into it. That's, but. I mean, you, you brought up a really good point now that every team's going to have to play every team. I, I think, you know, it's really going to probably expose finally the Cardinals. Finally, please. Like, I hate. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but if Manny were to play in the NL Central, he'd probably have like an 1,100 OPS and 40 home runs. <clears throat> and you know who I'm comparing him to. <laughs> Nolan Arenado. Um, but, you know, t- like both of the Central Divisions, I think, um, you know, with the Cardinals, Brewers and everything, and then you go to the other side, it's um, the White Sox, Twins. And, and I actually think the Guardians are a pretty damn good team. Um, so I don't think I don't think they'll struggle, but um, – it's going to be exciting to see how these teams, you know, play against other, te- you know, other top competition. I definitely think so too, but I see some other comments here. We'll, we'll go through the last couple of things. Any other questions you guys got? Um, Cause that's pretty much it for, for AOS. Those yeah. are our division predictions, by the way, I think we'll, we'll post a graphic, probably show it next time we do a stream, maybe next week on just like our projections for playoffs and stuff. Probably don't really talk about it too much just because we went through it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bali uh, went bankrupt today. So what does that mean? What does that mean for watching Padre games? Uh, MLB is going to stream them for free for now. So everyone just gets to watch free games for a while? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you need a cable TV provider or what it is, but yeah, you're going to be able to watch the games for free. Um, Ballot just wasn't able to pay enough. I guess the Padres weren't profitable enough for them to be able to justify paying for the Padres. I don't know how. But, um, yeah, for now, you're going to be able to stream them on, on MLB app, or I don't know what it is. But, um, you know, it's going to be cool to, to kind of take advantage of that because, um, I mean, shoot, you have to go through hurdles to be able to watch the Padres. And, and uh, I think, uh, you know, it's good that we'll be able to watch them. Yeah. No, that's probably – I mean, I think I have MLB TV, I want to say. Um, yeah, 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 because I'm not uh, out on them, yeah. And um, there's a few other teams that you're gonna be able to stream for free, also. 
Yeah, it's weird that the Potters are one of them, I feel like. It is. And and um I was thinking the same thing when I was hearing an explanation of it that, you know, apparently Bally doesn't consider the Padres enough of a profitable team to be able to justify paying. I forgot how much, but um, I found that kind of interesting. Yeah, that is odd. Um, this is a good one. Just a random comment here as we go through some stuff. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, Julio Rodriguez for MVP. Dark Horse Candidate. Oh, dark horse. Shoot. I mean, he top five candidate, honestly, like he's, he's going to be a damn, I think last year he put up like a five or a six war in his first season. He's the cornerstone of that team. Um, no, man, it, it's not, it's not out of the realm. He, he could legit win the MVP. Yeah, I think so too. Um, dude, he's what he put up last year. Let's see. Last year put up, 284 average, over a 500 slugging, 853 OPS. He's a great fielder. He won Rookie of the Year. He was seventh in MVP voting last year. Yeah. And so. he was an all-star and won a silver slugger as a rookie at 21 yeah. years old. Yeah, he's a yeah. top five candidate. He's definitely a top five candidate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's even Dark dark Horse. No, it's 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 in the open for sure. <laughs> this is true. It is hard to get an AL, in the AL MVP race with Judge Trout and Otani. That is that is very That's fair. True. I think I think Judge is going to have a decrease in numbers, so it's going to be similar to Otani last year, where it's like, well, shoot, Otani's still doing these crazy things. Why is he not going to win the MVP? And it's going to be, well, Judge still hit forty-five home runs. Why is he not going to get the MVP? Well, because the year before he hit sixty-something and broke some record and put up like a, a crazy WAR. You, they're not going to give it to him again because it's not the season he had before. It's not going to be as exciting. It's just like Shohei. It's like. It's not as exciting for Shohei because we've already seen him do what he did and win the MVP. Um, however, for Trout and Otani, yes, I completely agree. It will be hard to win the MVP in that over there with those guys. But Judge, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think he will overshadow uh, Rodriguez if he's able to put up better numbers. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think there's a chance, and also I think playing center field helps. Yeah. Being on a team yeah. that's good helps. Yeah, on a team that's exciting. Yeah, and a team people generally like. Yeah, it'll be cool to see how that how that goes. I, I do like that one. Um, yeah, I also saw a couple questions. I saw someone ask about the Javon Hargrave signing. Um, it's it's pretty sick for the Niners. I mean, you got you got your your D line was probably your weakest, or maybe took your biggest step back from a couple years prior for the Niners, and this year they. They're gonna add Javon Hargrave. That's huge. Like he's he's a really good D tackle, um, and that's gonna make that defensive line, that defense that was the best in the league last year, that much better. So I, I love that signing. Also, Isaac, see Eckler's gonna get traded. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't. Go after Bijan. Yeah, that, that was the first thing that came to mind is that Bijan will you know we're gonna try and make Bijan a, a a Charger. Um, I don't I don't mind it, man. I mean Eckler. Um, you know, I was listening to Ben and Woods. They brought up a very good point. Eckler, if they were in San Diego, man, Qualcomm would have been rocking with Eckler jerseys. But in L.A., he's just kind of a nobody. Um, and that's interesting. But as far as the actual trade and what I think, um, you know, Austin Eckler's done everything. He deserves a bag. He deserves his money. And I understand why the Chargers don't want to give it to him. Um, you know, it's better being a year early than a year late. 
I, I think it's probably good too. Because he's about to get broken off. Like he doesn't really stay healthy and he's not on the field enough. And you can't really run out games with him as we saw against the Jaguars. Yeah, he's not that kind of guy, man. That's that's he, the thing is you can't we can't be in a playoff game and ask you, you know, to to run off the game, run out the clock, and you average two two yards of carry. That can't happen. And I think the thing with Eckler is like he's so good for like fantasy. That people oh, just think yeah. he's so he's good. Good, yeah. But it's like I mean, that's he, not how actually impactful he is on the field. Like it's a little bit different. Like he, he just racks up catches, bro. Like yeah, he gets exactly. so many catches. That's exactly. You're you're 100 right. Fantasy is kind of clouded the perspective of what a good player is. A lot of touchdowns, yes, of course, but um, in terms of of what I think has kind of been hindering the Chargers, it's that ability to be able to run out the clock in the end. And Eckler's. That's why Eckler was such a perfect compliment with Melvin Gordon when Melvin Gordon was good um, mm. that one or two years is because Melvin Gordon was a grinder. He was able to grind out the clock, but Eckler um, was... Besides, besides Melvin Gordon always putting the ball on the ground. Oh. <laughs> in, like, the worst possible... Do you remember that one time when he fumbled at the one-yard line? Like, to end the game? Oh, like, one yard oh man, dude. You should have... Mm. Me and my dad just stared at the TV like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Dude, that was so bad. Um, oh, Mexico's win. Okay, I'm going to turn this on. Um, okay, last thing. Actually, two more things, and then we'll, then we'll bounce. Okay, TV stuff. People are talking about it not breaking up the broadcast team. I, I don't think that's going to happen. It's I don't think, I think that they're like locked in the deals almost like with the Padres more than yeah. like with the network, I feel like. Yeah, really. wherever they go. Yeah. Um, also, this maybe it's kind of a good thing because – Maybe the Padres deal will just get like increased. Like it'll just cost, you know what I mean? Like they'll just get paid more on it. I don't know how these, I have no idea how it works, but yeah. hopefully that's the case. I hope, I, I, I don't hope know. Someone, yeah, I hope someone gets, you know, exclusively the rights to the Padres. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that work looks like. Yeah. It's Channel 4, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> get them back. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then last thing, Spanos. Um, the Spanish regret moving the team to LA. I mean, he's gonna lose the team soon. So yeah, yeah, but he's gonna lose the team if he kept in San Diego. So it's just kind of like he just moved them, and then he's still gonna lose the team. So I don't don't think he really cares. Sadly, for all San Diego fans, I think no, no, for sure not. I think it's kind of crazy though, because like this was supposed to be the year that everyone generates interest in the Chargers. It didn't end up being that, and you know, with that, I feel like. I still like the Chargers. I'm still a fan. I still, you know, have that nostalgia and everything towards the Chargers. So I'm going to remain a fan, but it's just, it's not the same, man. It's like when they score a touchdown, it's crickets. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't have much of a fan base to be able to connect with. And that's no fun. Like, and I feel like the Chargers have, I'm sorry, but they're such a bad fan base, like in terms of what they think is best for the team. Like, I, I hated when I saw people saying, go get Sean Payton. Because, dude, look at what the Padres have, or the Chargers have done throughout all your life. Like, look, look and really tell me to my face that they will make a run at Sean Payton. Really? Like, who have they, who, what have they done to show that they will make a run at Sean Payton or any superstar? I feel nothing when they lose. Bro, when they lost that playoff game, I was mad for like a few minutes. And I was like, 
I don't know why I didn't expect it. Like I, I, it's funny. I told I told every my my friends in the group chat started talking shit, and I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, I've seen the Chargers blow a twenty-eight nothing lead in just the fourth quarter. A twenty-seven nothing lead at the second half will be the least surprising thing. So you know, it's it's I've become numb, but um, yeah, man. The, the Chargers really are a bad, really bad franchise. And um, it's hard to root for them as a franchise, but I love the players. So I don't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. No, they, he didn't. He didn't. The, reason he, the reason he went to go to the Broncos is because they're actually going to pay him. Yes. The Chargers aren't going to pay him. Nope. That's the problem. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I love, you know, I love the players on the Chargers, so I can't stop being a fan. Um, but man, that ownership and Mr. Tontalesco, if if it weren't for the players, I would 100% not be a Charger fan right now. Dude, I don't know why people think Tom Telesco is good. Literally done nothing to show he's good. Nothing. Like he's done nothing. a couple obvious things where it's like, Derwin, how is Derwin here? This is perfect. And like falls into your lap. <laughs> and it's like, hey, what about the mid-talent? Like what about like – what about picking coaches? Like you've been in charge of picking coaches. And I guess that also falls on Spanos too, but it's like you still haven't done a good job. How about how about you know everyone talks about oh Rashawn Slater, dude? Well, he was the last guy on the big board for the Chargers. Oh, Joey Bosa. Joey <laughs> Wait, Bosa. Was he really? He, yeah, like, he was the last guy that was like, oh, the Chargers. They like wanted in that spot. Yes, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Like and oh whatever. Went, oh, Joey Bosa. Well, Joey Bosa's good. Jalen Ramsey went two picks later. Um, and you know, I, I don't care about that, whatever. Um yeah. Derwin, who the fuck out who who else were you gonna pick? Um Melvin Gordon. Not he, running, he wasn't that good, but you also needed a running back. Justin Herbert, they were gonna pick Tua if Tua was there. If, yeah. they, had the, if they had the fifth pick, they were going Tua. He said it. He basically Tom go basically said it. Um the only thing that I will say. Tom Telesco's really done. That was good. It's Keenan Allen in the third and Austin Eckler as an undrafted free agent. Um, other than that, what, what's positive to say? Yeah, I mean, like, Mike Williams has been a solid player sometimes, but he's not really worth where he got taken when you compare him to other receivers okay. where yeah. other good receivers have got taken. So it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. No, he, he's done. He's done nothing to warrant him having not been fired already. A yeah, year he's been, he been there for a long time too. Very long time since San Diego. Hot take: Red Sox make playoffs. I don't think so. That is scorching hot, my friend. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. No, they're not very good. No. Yeah, that's a scorching hot one. Um, you're gonna need a uh, you're gonna need Chris Sale to go. To yeah, have a back. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, for Justin, I, I like Michael Davis, man. I like Michael Davis. Solid player. Good year last year. Sucked before, but good player last year. Yeah. All right, guys. I think it's going to do it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, 5.30 Pacific time. 5.30 or 6. I forget which one. Um, but we'll be talking to all the Padres prospects, breaking them down, getting, getting some good insight on them because, honestly, we don't know these back-end guys that well because – the whole farm got moved basically last you know, last trade deadline. Um, so it'll be fun to kind of break down these guys go overall the, you know, the high end talent is actually in the farm, but they're just teenagers. So it'll be fun, but all right guys have a great night and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow.